The Bible Study Podcast, episode 631. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues a study of the book of Nehemiah with chapter 10. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. We get back to Nehemiah today. We start with, you know what I love, a list. Nehemiah chapter 10. And chapter 10 is continuing on from chapter 9, where the people made an agreement from chapter 9. In view of all this, we are making a binding agreement, putting it in writing, and our leaders, our Levites, and our priests are affixing their seals to it. And then continuing on with chapter 10. Those who sealed it were Nehemiah the governor, the son of Hakaliah, Zedekiah, Sarariah, Azariah, Jeremiah, Pashur, Amariah, Malkijah, Hatush, Shabaniah, Malak, Harim, Meramoth, Obadiah, Daniel, Genethon, Baruch, Meshulam, Abijah, Mijamin, Maaziah, Bilgai, and Shemaiah. They were the priests. The Levites, Jeshua the son of Azaniah, Benui the sons of Hanadad, Kadmiel, and their associates, Shabaniah, Hodiah, Kelita, Peliah, Hana, Mika, Rehob, Hashabiah, Zakur, Sherebiah, Shabaniah, Hodia, Bani, and Benui. The leaders of the people, Parosh, Pahath Moab, Elam, Zatu, Bani, Buni, Azgab, Bebai, Adonijah, Bigvai, Adin, Atur, Hezekiah, Azur, Hodiah, Hashum, Bezai, Harif, Anathoth, Nebai, Magpiash, Meshulam, Hazir, Mishazabel, Zadok, Jadua, Peltia, Hana, Ananiah, Hoshea, Hananiah, Hashub, Halohesh, Pilcha, Shobek, Rehum, Hashabna, Maasea, Ahaya, Hanan, Anan, Maluk, Harim, and Baana. The rest of the people, priests, Levites, gatekeepers, musicians, temple servants, and all who separated themselves from the neighboring people for the sake of the law, together with their wives and all their sons and daughters who were able to understand, all those now joined their fellow Israelites, the nobles, and bind themselves with a curse and an oath to follow the law of God given through Moses, the servant of God, and to obey carefully all the commands, regulation, and decrees of the Lord our Lord. We promise not to give our daughters in marriage to the people around us or to take their daughters for our sons. When the neighboring peoples bring merchandise or grain to sell on the Sabbath, we will not buy from them on the Sabbath or on any holy day. Every seventh year, we will forego working the land and will cancel all debts. We assume the responsibility for carrying out the commands to give a third of a shekel each year for the service of the house of our God, for the bread set out on the table, for the regular grain offerings and burnt offerings, for the offerings on the Sabbaths at new moon feasts and at the appointed festivals, for the holy offerings, for sin offerings, to make atonement for Israel and for all the duties of the house of our God. We, the priests, the Levites, and the people, have cast lots to determine when each of our families is to bring to the house of our Lord at set times each year a contribution of wood to burn on the altar of the Lord our God, as it is written in the law. We also assume responsibility for bringing to the house of the Lord each year the first fruits of our crops and of every fruit tree. 
as it is also written in the law, we will bring the firstborn of our sons and of our cattle and our herds and of our flocks to the house of our God, to the priests ministering there. Moreover, we will bring to the storerooms of the house of our God, to the priests, the first of our ground meal, of our grain offerings, of the first of all of our trees, and of our new wine and olive oil. And we will bring a tithe of our crops to the Levites, for it is the Levites who collect the tithes in all the towns where we work. A priest descended from Aaron is to accompany the Levites when they receive the tithes, and the Levites are to bring a tenth of the tithes up to the house of our God, to the storerooms of the treasury. The people of Israel, including the Levites, are to bring their contribution of grain, new wine, and olive oil to the storerooms, where the articles for the sanctuary and for the ministering priests the gatekeepers and all the musicians are kept. We will not neglect the house of our God. And so now that they have finished rebuilding the wall and finished rebuilding the temple before that, they come and they make this covenant. And this is really a renewal of a covenant. If we go back to Leviticus, or if we go back to Deuteronomy, when the people of God make that covenant again, we'd see the same sort of things. This is a somewhat compressed version They don't go through all of the different pieces of the law and say, we promise to do this and we promise to do that. First, they promise to follow the law, but then they promise these more specific things, the things they will do and not do. They won't intermarry because they were told not to. They were supposed to be God's people and separate. They won't work on the Sabbath. And then all of the rest of these, it's interesting, are the upkeep of the temple, the the tithes and the offerings that they will bring. They're going to bring wood so that they can keep the altar of God, burning of sacrifices. They're going to bring the first fruits of their crops. They're going to bring the first fruits of their flocks, and they're going to bring their sons, their firstborn sons and cattle and herds to the priests ministering there. And remember the reason why they're to bring their firstborn to be dedicated to God is that these are the firstborn that remind us of Passover, remind us of the firstborn of the Israelites who were spared when those of Egypt were not, spared because they were under the blood of the lamb. The lamb, literally the the Passover lamb that was slain and then its blood put on the doorposts of their houses, it's to remember that, that all of the firstborn sons and all the firstborn of the cattle and herds are brought to God to be dedicated. And so, again, these are not new things, but it's a chance for the people to say, again, we are God's people, and we understand that God has a plan for us, we understand that God has rules for us, and we understand that the the temple of God, that the people of God who are worshiping, who are performing the acts of worship in the temple, the Levites and the priests, all of these need our support. And so they promise their tithes. They promise that a not just a tenth of what they make, a tenth of what they produce in their fields will be given, but they will give the first fruits, that they will think of the mission of God first. They will think of what God's people, what they need to do as God's people first before they worry about anything else. And this is something that is useful for us to remember, too, is that while we don't necessarily have the same kind of commitment for a tithe, it is something that is a good practice to remember God's people, to remember the church that we belong to, remember those who are uh, planning worship and doing all of those things to support them in that through our tithes and offerings as well. 
it is surprising that given how clear the Bible is about the tithe in the Old Testament, how few people who are Christians these days do that. It is a practice that my wife and I do believe in. We do believe in trying to give away a tenth of what we make before taxes, uh, not even after taxes. And, you know, Just looking at our base net salary and trying to give a tenth of that, much of that to the service of the church and then to some other charities, especially Christian charities like Compassion International and some friends who are ministers and such. We, I still believe that this is the heart of God, that God desires for us to support the work, but also that God desires to make us into generous people joyful and generous people. And I think that part of the giving is not just for the ministries and not just for the good of those who are doing it and for that we can have church services and all those things, but for our own good as well. It is good for us to remember that we are not the center of the universe and that it's not all about what we want. And so that is a practice that we keep, and it is coming from verses like this in the Old Testament. And they get together and they make all these promises as God's people. And we are also not called to be solo believers, but to be part of God's people and and part of a community. And that's one of the reasons why all of these things happen in community as communal promises. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Hear about how Steve Harvey surprised a dying man on Family Feud with $25,000. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. And even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hard-working pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com or search Story Behind on your favorite podcast platform.